0: The Chicago Bulls are now heading into the All-Star break, so we won't have basketball for a few days, at least Chicago Bulls basketball. But I want to talk about the first half of the season. Did the Chicago Bulls disappoint us in the first half of the season? Y'all know we're going to talk about it, break it down. But, you know, you got to hear the music first. Come on, yeah. Come on, yeah. Gang. Boys Podcast with the Cognac Boys. I'm Cognac Boy Bobby and I'm holding it down on today's episode of Shy Boys Podcast. If you're tuned in with me today, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell as well. Now, what a first half of the season for the Chicago Bulls. So that's why I'm bringing you guys the question. Did the Chicago Bulls disappoint in the first half of the season? And we got a lot of things to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and just start with the elephant in the room, the bad. The bad with the Chicago Bulls right before the All-Star break includes the injuries. You know, the injuries to Zach Levine, the injuries to Patrick Williams, the injury to Tory Craig. These are some of the things that have, hidden, have hit the Chicago Bulls hard this season, along with a, a a couple other things. You see Alice Caruso be out. You see Ayo Sumo miss a game here and there. And then you never really seen some of the other guys until later on to where the Bulls really were so decimated by injuries that the young guys had to come out there and, you know, put on for the team. So that that's just one thing. The play for the Chicago Bulls was another thing to start off this season. The Chicago Bulls, from the time the season started all the way down to the end of November, they started the season off 7-18 and on the season. And a lot of things we like to talk about, the continuity of things, it was just absolutely not visible or present on the court for the Chicago Bulls. So that's something that we have to bring up along when we talk about the bad. Another thing was the Bulls was absolutely on the struggle bus, trying to figure out how should they play. They came in with a lot of hype. They came in with some things that they want to, you know what I'm saying? Nobody really placed the Chicago Bulls to be championship contenders, but we thought, or at least we were told by the Bulls in this organization, that the Chicago Bulls should be, in the playoffs, and to start the season, it was a bit shaky. And then you had things hit the, the 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 you know hit the fan and Zach Levine comes out and demands a trade. What the guy that you just gave a max contract? I'm not getting to his money because none of my business really don't care. But you gave this guy a max contract, and he's still on uh contract for many years to come, and your guy demands a trade. That's the bad. That took place in the first half of the season. Another thing was Nikola Vucevic has regressed, man. I know the numbers still kind of look, you know, for the box score watchers. They still gonna say, well, you still give me your 18 and 10. Yes, but uh, what about the efficiency? The three point shooting is down, the field goal percentage is down. And Nikola Vucevic, when you sit there and really uh, analyze and watch the game, you see that the Bulls or Nikola Vucevic in this regard has just regressed. He's slow as hell on defense. The offense has not been as potent as of last year for just to draw, you know, an example from that. And you wanted to see a little bit more from Nikola Vucevic or at least that same consistency from Nikola Vucevic, but it just has not been there. In me and my in in in, in my you know, analytical breakdown of Nikola Vucevic. I once had him as a top 10 center in the league, probably at that back end. You know what I'm saying? I didn't find, it was it was between top 10, top 15. And now, honestly, you have to push Nikola Vucevic just a little bit further back, wherever you had him, simply based on the play of this season. But let's be fair. Nikola Vucevic does not deserve all the blame on the team. But it's just a bit unfortunate and it's disappointing to see Nikola Vucevic not remain at least consistent. I did not really expect Nikola Vucevic to elevate his game. But when Nikola Vucevic was in the offseason, he came out and let everybody know this could potentially be our last dance. And Nikola Vucevic right now, so far in the season, has not been acting like this was the last dance with the play that's been put on the court by him. Then another disappointing thing or another bad thing in this regard. No, no moves were made by the trade deadline. The Chicago Bulls for three years in a row sat on their hands and did absolutely nothing. There's still no clear direction for this team. We don't know. There are more questions than answers when we talk about the roster construction of this team. And one of the last things that I have to bring up, once thought as a good signing or at least a solid signing for the Chicago Bulls has no longer that, that message. We cannot, we can no longer say at least for right now, the Javon Carter signing has been a good one for the Chicago Bulls. He has been unplayable in certain situations um, it's a lot of pump faking, a lot of hesitation, a lot of things that we thought that we were going to get from Javon Carter. You know, the pull up threes in transition, just the three point shooting efficiency overall. The bulldog on defense that we've seen uh, uh, that we expected. We have not seen none. We have not seen that consistently from Javon Carter. So that's some of the bad. Now let's get to the good. As y'all could probably see the bad list, you can still go on for the bad, but we're just going to stop it right there. Now the good, the good is that the Chicago Bulls, with all the things considered, you got to be happy and feel good about the emergence of Kobe White. How could I not start with Kobe White? Kobe White is a young guy who was a starter when he first came in, you know, and then spent some time, you know, uh, tweaking and fixing up his game and rightfully so earned himself a a, a chance to start as the point guard for the Chicago Bulls. And so far, after that first month or so, Kobe White has been nothing short of spectacular. He has found his footing. He has found his way. And it has come to the point to where Kobe White has even this season set a Chicago Bulls record for most threes in consecutive games. And Kobe White, had people like me saying, like, hey, I know it's far-fetched. I know we still need a little bit more time, but can he potentially make the all-star game with all the injuries that's taking place, with all the guys that's going down, with all the guys that might want to use the all-star break as a, 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 a rehabilitation period for themselves to get healthy? We've seen Scotty Barnes squeak into the all-star game. I believe that was absolutely a chance for Kobe White to sneak into the All-Star game. But we did have to come to reality and say, just not right now. But in the future, he could potentially be there. And then as of right now, Kobe White should be in the conversation for most improved. So you get things like that. You get some of those good, kind words from some of your contemporaries that Kobe White has been playing against. And you can start seeing that the future is a lot brighter for the Chicago Bulls, at least at their point guard position. Another good thing is Ayo Dosumo is having the best stretch of his career. The best stretch. Shooting around 40% from the three. Giving you 50% from the field. Still being a consistent force. The defense. The transition offense. The offensive IQ when he has the ball in his hands. I'm not saying it's top-notch, but it's definitely up there and it's continuing to get better for a young guy like Ayodo Sumu. Another thing that I found to be a good thing is that Dalen Terry has found his way onto the court. Big Kev over here on Shabu's podcast called Dalen Terry Crash Bandicoot. And Crash Bandicoot, a lot of the times, was a bit too erratic. You know what I'm saying? Early on last year and early parts of this season, but he has started to calm down. He still crashed Bandicoot at some periods of the game, but for the most part, he is now a playable player for the Chicago Bulls. He's found his way onto the court. So that tells me that the player development team that the, excuse me, the player development team that the Chicago Bulls put together is actually helping and working on these young players. You've gotten Daylon Terry to receive you know what I'm saying? To go back and give credit and kudos back to the player development. The same thing with Peter Patton and uh, can be said about him from Iodo Sumu. Kobe White has shouted out Peter Patton as well. So to mash all that in to make one big old five guys cheeseburger, <laughs> you can take all that and say that the good is, is that the young guys is something you could potentially build with. How far can you build with them? That's still to be determined. But as of right now, the Chicago Bulls have a lot of nice bright spots. Me, I like to look at about five guys, if I can <coughs> excuse me, if I can count them all out. You got Kobe White, Sumu, Patrick Williams, who I did not mention, Julian Phillips, and Dalen Terry. Those are your five young guys that you could potentially continue to push things forward with if the bull, if the Bulls somehow, way, eventually turn to everyone and say, this is the direction that we're going to go. Because we did not talk about Patrick Williams, but that's good. Another good thing for the Chicago Bulls is Alex Caruso has been a consistent force. Yes, Alex Caruso has missed some games, but the games that he plays, oh my God. Alex Caruso in just about every single game makes a game-changing play in the fourth quarter. Just about every game. There's not many games to where you get in the fourth quarter and you say, "I, right, Addis Caruso ain't do nothing. And a lot of, don't look at the box score. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the stuff will, you know, pop up in that box score. And don't just look at the points, rebounds, assists. Look at the steals. Look at the blocks. Let's watch the game. Look at the defensive impact to get other guys opportunities to make plays. So I got to show love there. And I would say one of the goods is DeMar DeRozan. I'm going to show him some love. I know it's been a lot of critiquing and criticism going DeMar DeRozan's way, but I got to show him some love. He's been on the court. He's been present. He's been that mentor for young guys. And just the other day, we seen DeMar DeRozan say, Kobe White, take the last shot. Kobe White took the last shot. He missed it. And that's what you want to see. You want to see young players receive the opportunities, and if they don't succeed, you want to see your veterans, like a DeMar DeRozan, get in the ear of that young player, encourage them to keep taking bites out of the apple. So that's some of the good. And now in the end, if we look at everything in its, in, in its totality, we can say the Chicago boys are better than what we started. We still got many, many ways to go let's not discount that but it's not as bad as it was when we started we started 7 and 18 the bulls since then are 11 and 10 is it a shocking record absolutely not but that 11 and 10 record helped the chicago bulls get to where they are right now um there's been some tough losses on the season but there have been some really good wins on the season as well you know, beat into some most of the teams that you're supposed to be. And you can't help who's on your schedule. So you got to take care of business when you feel like you are the superior, you know, opponent. But the Bulls, they also had some, some, some that hit them low, hit them below the belt a little bit. But it's okay. The Chicago Bulls now are only three games from being above 500 or at 500. And you got young guys to build around. And that's what everything has entails. We broke down the bad, the good, and we're looking at everything in its totality. And I'll leave it at this. Did the Chicago Bulls disappoint? I would say the Chicago Bulls disappointed, but I, it kind of helped that they turned it around at least enough to where we can watch competitive basketball. Does that sound familiar, ladies and gentlemen, from AK? Competitive basketball. And I know it's not what we typically want to see. We want to see the Chicago Bulls go on a run, put some wins together, do a lot of things, you know, make consistent runs at this. But I think that the Bulls right now, they're still trying to find their way. The front office isn't helping. But let's realize that there is still a lot of work to do. You st- I still believe that the Chicago Bulls need to find a partner to get rid of Nikola Vucevic. I still feel like the Chicago Bulls should have moved DeMar DeRozan at the trade deadline, but I'm okay with them not moving them for the sake of the team. I'm okay with that. There's both there's arguments that can be made on both sides, but I am okay with that. We are moving in a way. You know, I, I believe we're we're moving, we're zigzagging right now, and we're trying to figure it out. So if you're asking me, Bobby. What's the grade would you give the Chicago Bulls on the first half of this season? It's going to be simple. It's a C plus. <laughs> it's a C plus. It's a C plus. We gotta take everything and consider it all. Yes, there's some good, but the bad has outweighed the good right now. And it would have been a, a absolute C, but I believe the plus. When you say just a little bit above average, you got to give that grade because you found some young guys you can push this thing forward with. As I mentioned before, those young guys are Kobe White, Ayo Dosumu, Daylon Terry, Julian Phillips, and Patrick Williams. So, hey, what's your grade for the first half of the season? Drop it in the comments below. I got the Bulls having a C plus you let me know how you evaluate the team and why what's your grade. Let me know Was the first half of the season, a big disappointment or not. Comment that below as well. That's it for me today. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure if you're tuned in, you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell. We do have mailbag episodes that do appear every time you leave a voicemail. So call in so we can react to it and play your voicemail. Over our channel That number is 773-242-9219 It's another episode of Shabu's Bulls Podcast I'm Bobby I'ma catch y'all on the next one For sure Peace